Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is is a glam space artificial person, Jackson. You know, you've done this a few times for me. That's the closest you've ever gotten to actually describing me. So, um, today we're talking about Adam Warlock, who is both, like, like, he's like, he's like if, like, goth people, instead of wearing black, wore gold, they were just golden. <laughs> Good. Like, he's very flashy. Like, if you would describe his cur- his outfit, at least in the 80s. Wow. That is so much of a look. It is definitely a look. I would say it's at least two looks. <laughs> yeah, like... That looks be fine without the cape. You add on that cape, it's like now a whole second look. Yeah, well, well, he also has like an alien skull brooch holding it. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's a that's a statement piece right there. So he is literally a golden man with golden hair, and he has like, and he had he has a short pants on, and like you know your regular just like you know short pants like spandex thing that you'd get from a lot of like you know early superheroes but he also has a cape that just is a lot with a gold lining and gold boots with a gold like i want to say like girdle almost like it's more than a belt Mm. um and gold like just a lot of gold but also at the same time just a lot going on so let's just jump in sure real quick so adam warlock is his real name his occupation. His real name. So, uh, get this. Avenger. Okay, you know, you know, a lot of people are Avengers. Savior of Worlds. I leave with that. Like, Yeah, I just feel like, like, technically half the Avengers could also say, you know, Savior of Worlds. Sure. So his, uh, his existence is unknown to the general population of Earth. No legal status. Now, at first, he was called him. Like not only not only did did you know his pronouns, his pronoun was his name. I respect that. Yeah, and in an alternate future, the Magus. Mm. There's we're gonna get into some time travel seventies cosmic yes. Marvel. Uh, we're gonna mm. get into a lot of fun stuff. Um, as as that her costume fan, I'm a fan of anything where there's an alternate future where someone is called the Magus. So, um, his place of creation, because he is an artificial person, um, the Beehive, Shard Island, Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. So he's not even alien, technically, you know, Earthling. Yeah. Um, his place of death, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, uh, so Sanctuary 2, Thanos' like, space station hmm. in a solar orbit, orbit. Um, he's single. Uh, no known relatives. His no group affiliation. But as a magus, head of the Universal Church of Truth in an alternate future. Okay, sure. Yep. Um, and he first appeared in Fantastic Four issue number 66. Um, which came out in... September 1963, What Lurks Behind the Beehive. And... I don't know what beehives be intimidating. 
Well, beehives can be. They're filled with bees that might sting you. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. So, uh, so there's a lot going on in this cover. Uh, so we have the thing. Um, just trying something. Apparently, it's also the what lurks behind the beehive has a uh, arrow with text in it that says the mystery of the year. So yeah, there's a lot going on here. It's hard to describe. I can tell you there's a lot of Kirby Crackle, which I am 100% okay with. The thing is very awkwardly beating on what looks like a energy barrier with Alicia? Or maybe, just maybe, um, Sue. You know the vibe this gives off? Not like the visual, it's like the energy this has is like a Goosebumps cover. Yes, it does. Mm. Which, if you want to read something written by Earl Stein in the Marvel Universe, read the five-issue run of this of the main thing he did. Ooh, okay. It's not great. Oh. Uh, because it's written by Earl Stein. Uh, <laughs> oh, is he not great? I haven't like looked at anything he's done since I was like seven. No, he's not great. Mm. He's kind of hacky oh, in his writing. Um, and he doesn't trust like kids to like read. Mm. into things that being said some of his ghostwriters are great sure i'll allow it yeah yeah so uh so yeah he died in marvel two and one annual issue number two the being one day known as adam warlock was a genetic creation of four scientists who called themselves the enclave adam warlock was the prototype for a perfect human uh, life form grown from artificial genetic material which the Enclave intended to mass-produce to form an invincible army to conquer the world. Unfortunately, the scientists miscalculated the strength of their creation, and after leaving his womb-like cocoon, the golden-skinned being known as him decimated the Enclave's uh, island base. Oh, it says Mewtwo. Yeah, yeah, it's Mewtwo. Yeah, um, except they, technically he was as artificial and not made of Mew. Sure. You know, he could be Mew three. Well, actually, no, Mew two would be Mew three. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, okay. Um, he then harnessed his cosmic power to fly and leave Earth to find his destiny in space. However, venturing in uh, where meteors were uh, were being contained and examined by members of the Watchers, he spun a protective cocoon around him like the one he originally was born in. And uh, the Watchers recognize the inadvertent catch, his inadvert the Watcher in recognized his inadvertent catch of a living being and returned it to Earth. There, the raccoon, wow, sorry, I, I have raccoons on the brain, because uh, I just saw a picture of the raccoon. Oh, good. Yeah. I saw a tweet, which was perfect. It's like my toxic trait is how badly I want to des- domesticate raccoons, um, and I and it's I think that's my toxic trait as well. <laughs> he yeah, so basically the cocoon was eventually opened, and he re and him reemerged, uh, looking upon the Asgardian goddess Sif. He naively decided to take her as his mate. Yikes! Yikes. This led him into battle with Sif's companion Thor, a battle which aroused the berserker rage, and. Wow, okay. Okay, sorry. In Thor. Okay, so there is, quote, square quotes around Berserker's Rage. 
<laughs> you could take that so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Especially with the word aroused in there. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, ooh, I love being cucked. <laughs> you know, just a, just a very uncomfortable threesome. Uh, to escape Thor's raft, him re-rove his protective cocoon and thrust himself back into space. <laughs> Whoever wrote this was just uh, kind of thirsty that day. He was just like, wow, I don't like, this is a lot. I'm gonna just leave. I'm gonna just go back into my bed and eat myself into space. <laughs> uh. So, some months later, Hims c- cocoon drifted near satellite headquarters of the High Evolutionary, an Earthman who discovered how to control evolution. The High Evolutionary was in the midst of an ex- was in the midst of a experiment to create a replica of Earth upon which evil would not be allowed to exist. After fashioning his artificial world, or counter-Earth, and the population, and populating it with uh, facsimile, uh, facil- how do you say that? Facsimile? Facsimile, that's it. See, I was, I was getting one of the nouns wrong. I mean, one of the verbs. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, I was getting a word wrong. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, so basically put a bunch of, like, humans, like, people on there. And, um... And he basically just took a rest. During that time, his renegade creation, the Man Beast, introduced the concept of evil to the nascent world population. (laughs) Okay, dude. Um, High evolutionary. I know what you're trying to do. I get it. I believe in you. I hear you. I, I, I pray for you. Like, why'd you leave Man Beast? on there if you know he was a renegade also why did you like i know you're supposed to rest at the seventh day you know the whole god thing but like don't don't let you make it a tree at least don't just make a person like walk up you're like hey have you heard about evil (laughs) hey i heard if you uh text during a movie a lot like people like you (laughs) yeah i feel like you know, step one of creating a good world is make sure that the villains you've already made aren't there. Put them somewhere else. Give here, make a make a fun house world for them, and then make your good world. You might as well make it a fascist state where you just get rid of anyone who shows, like anyone who like looks like they take a little bit too long to like think about if they're going to put something in the recycling when it's supposed to be in the recycling. <laughs> Like, like, just, like, all you need to do is just, it's a simple test. You set the recycling on one side of the room and the trash on the side of the room where they normally are at. Mm-hmm. And just make it a really clear recyclable. And all you need to do is see if they throw it away or put it in the recycling bin. That's all you need to do. And then you get rid of all the ones that throw it away. That's all you do. You just continue to do that until everyone does the recycling thing. And then you put them all on an island that they can't leave from and do a lot of uh, clog dancing. And that's, uh, that's how you get the descendants. Or you can send them into space, or send them into space, and you have a planet, and and you can recre- recreate. Well, you can recreate like bitch planet, but with like slightly annoying people planet. <laughs> but speaking of bitch planets, uh, what happened to Adam Warlock's alternate dimension of good people? The High Evolutionary saw his experiment was contained and decided to destroy it. However, however, his reemergence from the cocoon. Ahim interceded and offered to go to the planet and cleanse it of its evil if the High Evolutionary would spare it. 
the High Evolutionary consented and placed on his brow a soul gem. For the next few years, him, now called Adam Warlock, fought to save the planet from the evil influence of Man-Beast, who led other human-like animals, had, had uh, like himself, been transformed from ordinary animals. In the course of the mission, uh, Warlock was crucified, but, af- but after retreating and emerging from his cocoon, he devolved all the human, all his humanoid foes back to the original forms. Adam Warlock then left the duplicate world called Counter Earth to seek and eradicate evil in other parts of the universe. He just so right now all we know about him is that he has a very hair, he has a hair trigger on putting himself in a invincible coma. Like it's, and also apparently I, he has the ability to de- those are two very people. unusual and not very coherent things to go together. I mean, it's a thing, and also he has a soul gem, which, by the way, was what they called the soul gems, which what they call the yeah. uh, infinity stones before. I mean, infinity gems, I should say, uh, before they were the infinity gems. They were all soul gems, quote unquote. Um, while traveling through the Hercules star cluster, sometime later. Warlock encountered three Grand Inquisitors of the Universal uh, Church of Truth, the armed militia of a rapidly spreading religious empire. He learned that the church was a fanatical organization which slew populations of worlds it could not convert. Uh, Further, it was headed by a being called uh, uh, the Magus, who Warlock learned was his alternate future version of himself. So uh, he met Pip. Yeah, so uh, he met so he met Pip, and um, and you know, fought his way through various minions himself, and then he then he learned how he became the Magus and started the Universal Church. In one alternate future, Warlock encountered the Inbetweener, an agent of the Abstract Beings Lord order and master chaos who brought warlock to an extra-dimensional realm for centuries warlock was trapped there bombarded with contradictions although he spun a protective cocoon about him warlock could not shut out the consciousness altering stimuli when warlock emerged he got insane and had assumed the form of magus due to some quirk in returning uh, to his home reality Magus emerged 5,000 years in the past. Possessed with great power, Magus conquered the army uh, of the planet he was on, Homeworld. And after seizing control of the entire planet, set up a religion and began to spread the faith to other solar systems. To avoid becoming the Magus, Warlock was determined not to accompany the in-betweener into his realm. Uh, The the mage, the magus, hoping to ensue his own and ensure his own uh, existence, summoned the inbetweener and prepared to uh, deliver Warlock to him. However, the Mad Titan Thanos decided to aid Warlock, believing that th- uh, that magus was a threat to his own schemes, because neither Thanos nor magus himself were factors. Uh, in the Magus Warlock's original transformation into the Magus, their presence diverged into an alternate path of reality, where Warlock could slay the Magus. In reality, in the reality, Warlock 
and Thanos succeeded in thwarting Magus's creation, someone else founded the wow. Universal Church. Oh, wow, the whole thing? Wow. Okay, so there's a lot uh, in there. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, well, no, 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 there's more. No, there's more. I just wanted to go down and uh, maybe just explain a little bit more detail about what happened to that, because that was a very comic book guess. There's a lot of, like, paragraph. cosmic Marvel stuff that, like, kind of... It's helpful to summarize it at first, because when it's actually going on, it's a lot of, like, big, tiny, limey nonsense stuff. But also, I watched that Doctor Who. I can follow all that. Yeah, no, well, like, I mean, if you, if you can buy into comic book bullshit, like, at all, you can get into it. I mean, you know. Um, but I want get, to get into a little bit more, just in case you don't know everything we've discussed a lot a lot of this so far um in past episodes i would listen i don't remember what i said about the in-betweener i just remember making a lot of non-binary <laughs> jokes that was before you i was non-binary come. though or before i came out so yeah but uh but yeah he was in betweener so basically he's a agent of lord order and master chaos they're both abstract so <sighs> cosmic marvel has this whole thing where the there's abstractions mm-hmm. of universal forces yeah have are anthropomorphized so you have so you have um eternity who is basically the universe anth- anthropomorphized and sometimes people see eternity so they're looking at the universe that they're in yeah um, also, fun fact, um, Hank Pym, at one point, grew so big, he grew out of existence, it was named God. Scientist Supreme, because he did God. science so good that it was like magic. <laughs> guess what, guess what isn't a thing now? What is it? Scientist Supreme, I, I love, it's not a thing. Like, yeah. the, the Ant-Man kind of keeps veering towards weird cosmic stuff. It's always fun. Yeah, Ant Man Ant Man does a lot of good stuff. Now Hank Pym, not so much. And I'm I'm not I'm not a, the idea, like Scott Lang. Mm, mm, uh, I love me some Scott Lang. Oh, where he's like oh, finding the like he, his uh, latest his latest like, these, like people made comics. of bugs that are also Nazis. Yeah, well no, it's like these conscious yeah. Well no 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 no. Okay. No first off, no. It's better than that. Um, so so there's um it's like Giga Max or something—I forget. It's something Max, but basically, there's a bunch of these bugs that are like swarm. There's like this consciousness inside a bunch of separate like things coming together. So mm-hmm. you have like wasp and worms and stuff like that. Well, Swarm, who is a Nazi scientist made of bees, he is my least hated Nazi. This is technically means my favorite, but I'm gonna just say least hated Nazi. Um, he was just like, he went to Ant-Man. Well, first he was mm-hmm. actually hired because all the bees were gone. Someone stole in the Florida, bees. And they're just like, what's going on here? There's just this, someone stole the bees. It turns out that Swarm was being attacked by, uh, like, all the other bees people. And the thing is, Ant-Man needed his help. And uh, Swarm, the entire time, was just like, you're my best friend, I love you, I can't wait to work with you again. And the entire time... Scott Lang is just like, I don't like you, you're a Nazi, mm-hmm. I'm only working with you because like, other people are going to die. And, like, he flies, no, he flies off and be like, this was a great adventure, I hope we work again, and be like, I don't want to work with um, you again. It's that classic thing where you have, like, 
Someone you hang out with, you're kind of embarrassed by, and then you, you run into them with your like with your cool friends at a bar, and you're like, oh god, no. Um, I can't wait to cover Swarm. Sure, he's, sure. He's he's in the eighty nine update, so it's be after this. But yeah, he's a Nazi scientist made of bees. I, I also agree. More things made of bees. For I would sure. like more things to be made of bees. Yeah, give me give me more things. Give me the give me the Marvel un. Uh, give me the the alternate uh universe where, like, give me like Earth like eight um three you- three <laughs> where everyone's made of bees. God damn! That took me a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it'd be no, it'd be eight three three five. Sorry. Uh, um, but yeah. So basically, uh, I like the. I want to know what you do, how you get bombarded with contradictions. Um, it, have insane. you seen that episode of uh, original Star Trek? Uh, I mud. No, I don't like William Shatner, so I haven't watched a lot of OG Star Trek. Yeah. Very fair. I, I watched it as a kid. Um, there's a bit where a um, they end up on like a planet of androids, and the androids have like taken their ship and stuff because uh, we don't know how humans. Um, and so they like just tell them a lot of things that eventually contradict, but the the androids are all like accepting these things as fact, and so they have to like deal with the idea that a person who they fully believe can only lie is it says I am lying, and they like short circuit. Um. I feel like it's like that. So Warlock and Thanos had, by then, gone their own separate ways, and Warlock soon found himself engaging in battle with the Star Thief, an Earth being who, like Thanos, sought to extinguish all of the stars. By the way, so, by awesome. the way, Thanos at this point in time wasn't a big deal. He was just a guy mm-hmm. who had a boner for death and wanted to extinguish all the stars. As a big show of like, hey, death. Look at me. What's up? Mm. Me? You? In the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently the star thief was just like, I love stealing stars. Um, and he entered the dimension of the soul gem that the high evolutionary once given uh, him in an attempt to master the soul-stealing tendencies. Returning to Earth's star system. Uh... Warlock encountered the Stranger and the Gardener, both who possess a soul gem themselves. Uh, Thanos, uh, unknown to all of them, had undertaken the acquisition of the six soul gems in existence and gathered them all but the one belonging to Warlock. Thanos feared the soul-stealing properties unique to Warlock's uh, gem, so he simply siphoned off the energies he needed from it. He transferred those energies mm. as well as the other ones into a single synthetic soul gem. With this gem, Thanos intended to destroy the stars as a gift of death. The Avengers, Captain Marvel, the Thing, Spider-Man, and Warlock united to oppose Thanos' scheme. So, in personal combat, Thanos mortally wounded uh, Warlock as he lie as he lied dying. Warlock's tempo- uh, temporal counterpart. Of the approximately a year before having, well, okay. Let me. Oof, oof. Sorry, my brain. In personal combat, Thanos mortally wounded Warlock as he lay dying. Warlock's temporal counterpart of approximately a year before materialized, having access through time through a way of the in-betweeners realm, and siphoned Warlock's soul. 
or spirit self, into his own soul gem. Doing so, the counterpart of about a year before disappeared back into the Inbetweener's realm. Thus, Warlock's soul joined the souls of the enemies he's slain, as well as his companions Pip and Gamora. Warlock had was briefly summoned from the Tranquil Parkit dimension, as, along inside the gym by Spider-Man. Seething with cosmic energy released through his physical death, Warlock transformed Thanos to living, Im- unmovable stone, then returned the it, to return to the gym. Though his body was dead, his astral self still dwells within the dimension of the soul gem he once wore. So basically, his past self went into the future to be like, hey, I'm gonna steal my own soul! <laughs> you know, honestly, that's pretty close to what I th- what happened to the endgame rewrite that I have in my head, so I'm okay yeah. with it. So, yeah, he... I mean, he did it. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, so, I'm asking this question very mockingly. Is he still dead? He's still very alive. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's still very alive, and I'm sure he's like come back from the dead properly at some point. This he guy just has down. come back multiple times. Of course like, he has. He's, like, I'm not even going to go through his post, post-Thanos fight in the <sighs> 70s. Because he's been through so much. He, he started three di- he went in three different versions of the Infinity Gauntlet through the 90s. Good. And, like, on top of that, he was recently reincarnated back into a child. Oh, they're doing one of those things. It was actually written pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure. Like, Marvel occasionally be like, hmm, we don't know what to do with this, with this like, incredibly powerful character. Makes him a kid yeah. again. Yeah, but now he's a kid. He's a he's teen boy. He's a sweet teen boy. And uh, Drax the Destroyer, who was... What happened to Kid Apocalypse? Like, I know the Apocalypse is back, and the, I guess, secret king of Fairyland now? I I love comics. Because Hickman was just like, <laughs> I'm making this right. We're not doing the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. So he's taking the continuity, that makes sense. And he's just sweeping everything else under the rug. And he's doing away with every every other every other event of uh, mutant genocide happening by making them literally immortal. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. uh, you know what? It was all worth it for Jubilee as Captain Britain, which is now canon. It's all worth it for me having a having a Cyclops I like. Right? Like, corny dad Cyclops who just wants the best for people is the best Cyclops. I love Corny Dad Cyclops. He's very Corny Dad Cyclops is a Cyclops I don't actively want to yeet into the space. <laughs> so, also, like, also, we have teen, we have teen cable because they were just like, hey, you never got to grow up with your dad. Like, we're just going to turn you into a teen. You're going to have a childhood again. And they made, yeah, and they made Moira, like, super important. Man, it's so good. Man, I'm just again, I know I've said this a million times. Like five years ago, if you told me I would like X-Men and read almost all the stuff, I would I would hit you. I'd hate you to be like, no, this is bad. <laughs> I'm I, I have vague plans to, to uh hang out with a friend who has all, all of Hawkspox, and I'd be like, hey, can you I borrow that? Ho- oh my god, I'm if it was just it. Hawkspox. Like, if I, it was just Hawkspox. Yeah, even just Hawkspox oh, is an god. amazing thing. Just like 
I'm just saying, oh my god, it's so good. Like, I love, I love that Hickman has creative control over it for several years. And, like, he reinvigorated, mm-hmm. like, everyone and their mothers was just like, what? What's going on here? And, and like, yeah. they, it's, it's again one of the best sellers. And, like, yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're yeah, attracting sure. people who hated X-Men with it. I was not really a comic reader before this, but now, like, well, you know, I might as well just, like, make sure I add a side pull list. Like, I really, I, um, like, I want to make sure I'm keeping up with Kitty Pride and her gay boat. Yeah, well, she has a very gay boat. It's, it's like, super gay. It's, it's wonderful. That being said, um, I'm not going over his powers. It's whatever he wants. He's so stupidly overpowered. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would put him into the MCU. Like, I think they're vaguely no, planning no, they're, to, because no, his powers is whatever doing he wants. It. Oh, is that, like, official that, now? No, that was, that was a teaser. That was a, that was a button scene. For Guardians of Galaxy. Oh too. yeah, like at the Guardians of Galaxy too. I don't know if like they had him like confirmed as being a thing. Yes. No, he's definitely going to be in it. There's mm-hmm. no, okay. there's no way, there's no way he would do a cosmic Marvel thing and show a race of completely golden, perfect people and have a cocoon that looks exactly like yeah. this thing and not have him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, casting just ended up seeing are mostly Zac Efron. Mm, I can see it. Really, yeah. really, you just need someone yeah. who's like tall and buff. Mm-hmm. There are at least a few of those out there that they haven't used yet. Yeah, I mean, there's other, there's others like Zac Efron. I think would be like a good fit. Like he's a fairly good actor. He can do overwrought and like overly important. And mm-hmm. you know, he probably he's probably not allergic to gold paint. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not like again. If you want. If you want to like look at his post eighty well post seventy seven stuff, go for it. There's hundreds of issues. He was he was a uh he was one of Jim Starling's favorite characters. Mm, and he sure. put him in everything, so right. he was pretty much the cosmic Marvel character for a long time. So mm. yeah, that's it. Cool. It's two plugs. Uh, yeah, plugs. Um, I am half of Gratuitous Pausing. We are a movie bracket podcast. We are currently going through our Movies on a Boat podcast, Movies on a Boat bracket, where we talk about movies that are on boats. Uh, have you um, have you talked about Overboard? The 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 basically just like what if a straight guy was on a gay cruise movie? No, I don't hate my own head. I say, although I also. <laughs> Um, we've made some really weird choices on this bracket, so who knows? Maybe I do hate my own head. Maybe you have to. You have to. You're talking about tra- uh, Hotel Transylvania three versus the Titanic. Yeah, it made it several rounds ahead. I'm impressed by him. I heard that the Hotel Transylvania movies are actually pretty good. So they're fine, but as a Dracula fanboy, uh, I am offended. Also, by the time this comes out, hopefully, um. My other podcast with Mike Knoll will have started back up again. That's us studying Granada. We are going through the uh, 1980s Granada television series, television series of Sherlock Holmes, uh, episode by episode. Um, we were on hiatus for a while because there was just stuff going on, and we were like, oh, we both need a break. Um, but hopefully we can get back to it, and we'll finally get to the episode that Jesse was in, where we talked about uh, the man of the twisted lip. Yep.
and we talk for at least five minutes about how sensual you can wring out a giant sponge. <laughs> Very sensual is, is what it is, in fact. Like, I didn't know I had a thing for hands, but, like, that scene, like, activated something. Yeah. It was a very sensual scene. Like, it's just like how, like, uh, I can't get into it again. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the nuances of, uh, I don't know, like, what would it tertiary? Would it be tertiary sexual characteristics? Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like- Whatever. It wouldn't be secondary. I'd be thinking it'd be tertiary, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, it's technically not the main ones, but, you know, definitely uh, something. Right. So, my name is uh, Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in similar detail. I also have a podcast called Limited Theories, where me and uh, get well, me and uh, Rob uh, Trevino talk about something. Something. I don't feel like doing the rest. So, something just like. <laughs>